Seeking the Lord's blessing, we'll turn again to that portion of the word we read in Isaiah chapter 26. 28, I'm sorry. Isaiah 28. And our text this evening is in verse 20. For the bed is shorter than that a man can stretch himself on it, and the covering narrower than that he can wrap himself in it. It would seem from this chapter that there was a situation amongst those who professed to be followers of the Lord which was not according to the word of God. It seems that especially those who were leading the people were leading them astray. Terrible thing, we read in verse 7. They also have heard through wine and through strong drink, get out of the way. The priests and the prophet have heard through strong drink. They are swallowed of a wine, they are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision, they stumble in judgment. So the priest and the prophet, they err in vision. The prophets were not preaching or teaching what they ought to. And the priests obviously were at their um, feasts and so on, that there was drunkenness amongst them. And I see I emphasize here the need to get back to the Lord. And he emphasized the need, if you like, to get back to the basics, as if they were children again. That's what we have in verse 10. Precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Back to basics, as if they were teaching children. It is that whole idea that we have here, to turn back again to where they began. But yet the people seem to be reluctant uh, to be taught. And we read in verse 13, the word of the Lord was made down to them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, that they might go and fall back when we're broken and snared and taken. They just were mocking at the whole idea, as if they were saying, we don't need that. We don't need to go back to these basics. We know it all and we're fine as we are. And the whole idea then of dealing with their own sinnership, they knew best. And friends, is that not something that we all have to be aware of? Whoever you are here tonight, Christian or not a Christian, young and old, we need to be aware of the danger of us knowing best, doing what is right in our own eyes. The danger, friends, also, like obviously these prophets and the priests particularly, the danger of just having a veneer of religion and nothing more than just an outward forum here. Just enough to go through the motions, just enough to satisfy the conscience, just enough to get on from day to day. No need to be so strict no need to be so giving of ourselves. 
no need in any way whatsoever to have any restrictions on our lives. After all, we are prophets, we are priests, we are God's people. Often we see that in the history of the children of Israel, don't we? We are God's people, we are Abraham's children, even we have that in the New Testament. We are Abraham's children, and so there's something of that here as well. And friends, the great danger for them and for us here to see ourselves in any way whatsoever in that light. It's very easy for us, sometimes with good reason, I grant you, to find fault with other denominations and churches. They don't do this, and they do that, and they don't keep the Sabbath, and this Christian does this and that the next thing. Very easy for us all to do that, but we need, first of all, to examine our own lives and to be aware of the danger of finding fault with others. The idea of the moat and the plank comes to mind, does it not, what the Lord himself taught at one time. And so for us, we need to be aware of the danger of ourselves, of the seeing ourselves as, in one sense, we might deny it, but in one sense, living as if the fundamentals, if I can say, of the Christian faith, the biblical requirements, well, we're keeping them generally, but not necessarily specifically. And there's a great danger to our souls in this. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it is when we arrive at the end, and the end comes, that we will see whose are the Lord and whose are not. That's not taken away from the level of assurance, but that's another matter altogether. And I believe there's a great danger in the church today as well, the church nationally, of just presenting a Christianized version of the ways of the world and a little bit of adjustment. Carry on as you are, but just adjust a little bit and bring in this and lay that aside, but just go on generally. And so as what a Christian must be to live is according to what people want. It's according to what fits in with the world and not as the Lord requires of us as believers. Oh, you say, that's fine in that church and that's fine in that set of... That's not applying to me. My friend, it does. To every single one of us, we have to examine our lives in the earth matter. Well, then, coming then to the text here, a very interesting illustration I'm sure you heard time and time again this uh, sin that we have, I suppose we could say here, is an uncomfortable sleeper. The bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on it, and the covering wrap narrower than that he can wrap himself in it. Could that be an illustration or something that applies to yourself here tonight? And I hope as we go through this and apply it not just to the unbeliever, but also to ourselves who profess to be believers as well. We are suggesting then, first of all, this short bed, the bed is shorter than man can stretch, a short bed of false peace that some have, a short bed of false peace. What do I mean by that? Well, I'd like you to apply that to your own situation tonight, this false peace. Maybe it's something some of us, by God's grace, we knew in the past, and maybe it's passed away now. That's not how it is. But
but maybe it be, it may be that here tonight there are still some of you, and this is true of you. There is a bed of false peace with you. You know, the picture here, we can see it is someone going to sleep in a bed and he's not comfortable in it. And what is the problem? Well, the first problem we have here, the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself out on. It's a very clear picture, isn't it? What has happened there? Somebody goes to bed and finds, after all, maybe he's gone off a bit of sleep, but then finds that he cannot stretch out and get comfortable in. It's not what he thought it was. And we can see this as, a, a, as if you like, an analogy or a metaphor of, of maybe false peace then in that way. Here is a picture of someone who chooses to lie in a bed, to lie, if you like, in a way of life, having himself decided, this is what I will be comfortable in. This is what I need. This will do me just what I want. This is how I will find happiness. This is how things will go well with me. But having done so, and you might find yourself even here tonight. After all, it's not really what you thought it would be. Now I dare say that there are a number of us here tonight, of not of the Christians here tonight, who can look back in our lives and see that situation. We have tried this and tried the next thing, and this is it. I've as it were arrived now. This is all that I need. But what have you found? There is not that peace. There is not that happiness. There is something missing and you are not comfortable in it after all. Well, let's try something else. It is something that most of us can. I certainly, in my own experience, I had much of that for a number of years, I believe. Looking back in that situation now, could this be true of yourself? Can you identify with that? Maybe it's in the past, I pray it is but it might still be with you. And you're here this evening, you've tried so many different ways, looking for happiness, but it just has not happened. You find things are not what you expected. Now, friends, the picture here, obviously, as well, of a bed. A bed is usually somewhere where we are comfortable. As a bed is usually somewhere where we find peace and rest, when we all say, well, just to get to bed at night, get my head down, and just get rid of my tiredness or whatever it is, my worries, just get to sleep. That's the picture that we have here. And that's what our bed usually gives us the picture of. Most of the time, we all get into a bed. And that's what we expect. But there are times, maybe we go to a first time sleeping somewhere, and we expect to sleep well. And yet, what do we find? Again, it's just not what we thought it would be. It may have looked good. It may have looked comfortable. It may have looked as the, the best-looking place as it were you could ever lay your head down. But you won't be long in it till you find, and you maybe you, you dozed off, and then you wake up, and you realize that it's not what you thought. What has disturbed you? Well, the bed is short. It's too short. You get the picture again of somebody being cold because of that. But whatever it is, it's easy to see how we can apply that in a spiritual way. How often it is then for yourself, for myself, maybe, when these things were true for us. We have tried this, it looked so good, but it's not the comfort that we thought we would have. 
the illustration here is very clear, is it not? It's not what you expected. Now, here, who here tonight are still like that? You know you've tried other things. You know you've looked for satisfaction elsewhere, but you still haven't found it. Next week, next month, next year, things will get better. And you've been saying that for quite a long time. What has happened is that you've misdressed the situation, you've misread the situation. The size of the bed, the comfort and peace you thought would bring. And what happens is that you have no contentment now in your life. And you don't have that rest and peace that you know that you need and continue to seek after. So you find it is far more restrictive than you ever imagined how things have worked out for you. And the peace and the rest, which sure would be yours, has not been your experience at all. Isn't that so with some here this evening? Satisfaction in so many different ways. But what has been true for you? Whatever you've tried. And friend, you ask. You here tonight who are not Christians. You ask some of the believers here. And they'll tell you of these experiences. How they've tried so many different ways. And yet there was no satisfaction till they came to find Christ for themselves. Whatever you've tried, something has been missing. Something just not there for you. As I said, maybe for a while things seem to be fine. Maybe when you get into, as it were, the bed, first of all, you manage to doze off. And it all seems fine initially. But then you wake up in the night and you're so uncomfortable. And so it is so often in occasions in life. Life in this world, life without Christ. There is no lasting peace in it. Why is that? Do you see the illustration, the lesson here then? Man, here comes the place where you realize now things are not as they ought to be. Things are not as good as I initially thought. And you never expected not to find satisfaction. You never expected that things would be the way they are for you. When you initially, as it were, lay down in the bed, where you lay down your head, the direction of life you were on, you thought, I've arrived. This is it. Again, impersonal about it. I can identify that so much. And when I look back on it today, the foolishness, the foolishness of thinking what I thought was, as it were, the pinnacle of life. Ah, how soon you realize that it is never that. Whatever it is, and even the most most uh, lawful things that you can be involved in, and there's nothing wrong with seeking to better ourselves. Indeed, we all should be, especially with Christians, we should be the best at what we seek to do. And now all of us, whoever we are, there's nothing wrong with that. Seeking, as it were, to get to a particular place or a particular position for yourself. But does that satisfy? Oh, the shallowness, friends, of that kind of thinking that came home to some of us. And I pray to yourself as well. This is all I need. I can, as it were, stretch out now and sleep well and be content for the rest of 
of my life. But it hasn't been like that, has it? And you here tonight without Christ. And I address you directly and ask you, look back in your own lives. How many, as it were, high points have you sought after? And you've attained to these things. And what has happened? It was good for a while. Everything is wonderful for a while. But how long does it last? How long do you realize that the bed is far shorter than you thought? And you cannot get comfortable in it. There is that restriction there that you know there must be something more to life than this. Do you know what that is like? Saying to yourself, there's more to life than this. This surely cannot be the pinnacle. This surely cannot be as much as I want really in life. And you restrict. Maybe that's also, by the way, is why up to now some have felt that to put their trust in the Lord Jesus would be too restrictive. And you think that going your own way would give you the freedom to do what you want and not to be concerned about anything in this life. And you look elsewhere for satisfaction. But it hasn't come, has it? And that seems to depict you very much that we have here. You see, thinking that we can live without being accountable to anyone. What peace and ease I have or will have in life if I just do my own thing, if I just carry on my own life. I don't need God. I don't need a church. I don't need the Bible. I don't need these people to tell me what to do. I'll just go my own way and i find it and I've found it. Really, have you? Can you say tonight here if you're out of Christ, that you're fully content and you can face death without fear and that nothing cares, nothing bothers you at all. Maybe you just come to church for the sake of coming. How many beds have you tried? And maybe, yes, for a time, as I said, they felt comfortable. But look back on your life and think about it. Look back on your life and you realize well, I've tried this. I thought it was going to work out, but it hasn't. But I've tried something. Ah, this is it. It hasn't. And you go on and on and on. And what do you find? There's no lasting peace for you. There is absolutely nothing there that fully satisfies you. You have said to yourself often, this is it, but it hasn't been. Friend, I'm talking from experience, and you ask Christians here, and they'll tell you the same. There is no peace outside of Christ. The world says peace, peace, but there is no peace. And you will find continually that the world will in one sense, what you thought would give you freedom, will restrict you. And ultimately will do you the most awful, awful harm that will bring you to an awful, awful end at the end of the day. And you think maybe tonight, well, becoming a Christian is so restrictive. Becoming a Christian, I can't go here and I can't say this and, I, and I, 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 I won't be allowed to go here or to do that or whatever. And all these restrictions, I couldn't bear that. Well, my friend, have you got freedom now? Oh, but I can do this. Is that freedom? Are you content? 
Can you see, as I said earlier, that you cannot face and look into death and say that it's not your enemy? Can you say that you're prepared to meet death when that voice comes? You think that casting yourself on the mercy of God is restrictive? Well, I suggest to you, why don't you come and try it? Why don't you seek the Lord? Why don't you call upon him? And then compare it with your old life. There's not a Christian here who cannot do that now. The Christian here will look at their past life. And you know what? I'm sure that there's not a Christian here tonight who is not ashamed. Ashamed of how they were. And how, how shallow their lives were. And now they find a peace and a freedom. Or it's not to say that it's a perfect life in the sense of there are no troubles and problems that there may be some who have put forward that kind of idea. That is not so at all. But you're never alone in the situation. And the Lord is ever there by your side. And if you cast yourself upon the mercy of God, he says to you, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. That is a clear call of the gospel. Some say, well, that's only to the Lord's people. Well, of course, in the end of the day, all the Lord's people will be his. But there is an invitation in the gospel for you. And you who have tried the ways of the world, you who have tried the worldly bed, you have tried self-satisfaction, it doesn't work, does it? So why then not seek it? Why then not seek the peace and comfort that can only be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my friend, I tell you this, as any believer will tell you, there is, I say to you again, and I never tire of saying it, there is no rest or peace except in Christ. And it's a peace that the world can never give you. Never give you. And so we see, friends, that here the bed is shorter. The bed is shorter that short bed of false peace. Can I then secondly suggest to you also another illustration here is a short bed of worldly ambition. A short bed of worldly ambition. I don't know, maybe someone here tonight and you're beginning to realise you don't have to be very old to realise it even if you are older or younger all you have worked for, all you have dedicated your life to, it's still falling short of giving you that satisfaction. You may have achieved much in this world. You may do many good things in this life. And indeed, sadly, there are many people who are not Christians who do far better than some of us in things in this life. And that may be true of you. Things that are lawful in themselves. You may well know something of that in your experience. And you used, you used to have you slept well on such things as it were. But again I say to you, your worldly ambitions just seem at times now to be just hot air. Nothing in them. And that pillow of worldly ease, maybe it's beginning now to feel a little bit uncomfortable. 
as you lie on it. You know what it's like to be sometimes goes on a pillow and it's just not comfortable. And you toss and turn and you throw it this way and that way. Well, here is a picture of what we have here with the world sometimes. It's just not as comfortable as you thought it would be. The truth of what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Now in your mind, oh, maybe once you apply that to others. Oh, look at them. What good is that going to do them? But now it's coming home more and more to yourself. It's not about, friend, as it were, got to be the multi-rich. It can be even at a very low level when we're asking for more, seeking world, think more of the world in that way. And now maybe if you're beginning to apply that to your own life, you're realizing this is for me as well. And how you used to stretch out, as it were, full length on your better worldly ambition and enjoyed it so much. Planning your future without God in the picture. But there's a coldness comes in. And it's as well, if I can think in that way, that the bed shows short, your feet are cold at the end of it. There's not the warmth in your body. There's not the comfort that you thought you would have. You thought there'd be no restrictions in your life. Your worldly ambition, I'll do what I want. I'll go what I like. Do you still have that? Do you still have that peace and contentment, friend? Oh, that you would see the bigger picture. That you would see that the bigger barns and the storehouses, it's not the way of true peace and rest. Again, I say to you, it's not in and of itself wrong, but when they become your priority, that's the problem. And your worldly ambition gets in the way of everything else. Dear friends, do you not see around you every day those who sought after these things, those who thought to gain, as it were, the whole world, and what happens? Well, you know what happens. When the voice of death comes, it's as loud in their ears as anyone else's. And they cannot resist it. And you cannot resist it. And the voice of death comes. And then what will happen that all you have gathered and all your worldly ambitions, they'll all be left behind. And you'll have nothing going into eternity. Oh, how fearful that I may be speaking directly to someone here tonight. And this may be nearer for you than you realize. But oh, you see, but I don't have that kind of riches. I know that I do my best and I get a lot of things and I've got a lovely home and a nice car and family and all the rest. These things don't apply to me, my friend. If you're trusting, seeking peace in anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ, you're as lost as the richest person in the whole world. If you're dying without faith, in the Saviour. As has been so well said, remember there are no pockets in a shroud. The reality is that so many who have worldly ambition, whatever you have and whatever they have, what happens to it? It's left behind. So I ask you, have you, friend, are you feeling the shortness the uncomfortableness of worldly ambition they've been resting on until now. I pray somebody here what? To begin to realize 
It's a good thing to begin to realize, but it's not enough just to realize it. There has to be something done about it. And this is what you need to do. You need to realize it, but you need to do something about it. And it's to cast off this and to get out of that bed. Otherwise there will be no peace. Can you say tonight that you're truly happy with your life without Christ? Can you say tonight, again I say to you, can you face whatever comes and not be afraid without Christ? With your worldly ambition, you may well have got on well, there's nothing wrong with that at all, it is commended that Christians should do the, be the best of what they do. But are you allowing the world, are you allowing the world and ambition for the world to restrict you and you're not comfortable as you know you should be in it? Well then, the short bed of worldly ambition and false peace. And thirdly and finally, there's another picture here that we have. The covering is narrower than that he can wrap himself in. The second half, verse 20. Bed is shorter than that a man can stretch himself on, and the covering is narrower than that he can wrap himself in. It's an easy picture for us to see, is it not? Who hasn't known something of this at one time or another in our experience? The whole idea of, of going to a bed and wrapping yourselves and maybe you wake up a wee while later cold because the cover is so small and that's the picture here somebody on a bed as they would there that they would wrap themselves in it but what do we find here the covering is too narrow and it doesn't keep them warm and it doesn't do what it's meant to do for them it's not what they ought to be it's just the same thing over and over again in different ways and so whether it is in length or in width what we see here is still no peace, no satisfaction, and no rest. And that covering will never be enough for us. And the covering of, if I can say, the blanket of self-righteousness that can so often be a snare to so many. The covering of self-righteousness Oh, how many seek to comfort themselves with such a blanket. My dear friends, you may pull it this way and you may pull it that way, but ultimately it will still leave you cold. Ultimately it will not do what you hoped it would do. It will not be enough to cover you. You may try as much as you like to wrap yourself in it, but what you will still find is there'll be in one area of life or another, there'll be a lack of warmth and there'll be a coldness and a chill in your soul. It still won't be comfortable. It still won't give you peace. That's the picture we have here. Again, I ask you, is this me tonight? Is this a description of how my life is? You can pull it even, if you like, it, it, over your head and your feet will be cold you can pull it over your feet and your head will be cold the whole picture is it is not enough it is still falling short 
And I say to your own self-righteous blanket will always do that. In whatever way you do it, it will still be too narrow. And so this blanket, if you like, of worldliness. And you know, sometimes this blanket of self-righteousness, worldly ambition, if you like, and false peace, it may, as it were, have taken many years to weave. In whatever shape or size, you've been working away at it. It's still going to fall short. Whatever you think, it'll never be enough to satisfy your soul. Your good things, your church attendance, it's not enough. Your Bible reading, it's not enough. Your attempts at prayer, it is not enough. Your good neighborliness, it's not enough. Being a good parent or a good child to a parent is not enough. Giving to the cause even of Christ is not enough. Giving to the good causes elsewhere, it's not enough. You see, all these things, friends, you're just deceiving yourself. And it's just your own self-righteousness. So what do you need to do? You need to stop depending on yourself. You need to realize that you've cast these things off and you need to get out of that bed. Because these things will never satisfy your soul. There will always be a coldness and a lack of warmth in your life. Well then, friends, in conclusion, how are you going to face the issue? You know yourself tonight better than I do. If some of what I said, I pray, would be applying something that applies to your life. What are you to do? Well, the first thing you must do is cast away that blanket and get out of that short bed before it's too late. Then you hear this evening, some of you are maybe slumbering into and fast heading for a lost eternity if you stay in the bed that you are in. It's a useless bed. It just gives short comfort. But sadly, I'm afraid that many, despite their uncomfortableness, what happens, they return time and time and time again to it. Well, it wasn't so good, but maybe it'll be better tonight. Well, it's not so bad, I'll just try it for another while. And you end up sleeping, friend, till eventually you will sleep, as we will sing in the last psalm, you will sleep the sleep of death. The sleep of death. What a fearful thought here this evening. Friend, I tell you, with all the, 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 the heartfeltness I can, indeed, more importantly than that, Scripture tells you, that the only covering that will suffice at the end of the day is the all-sufficient, seamless covering, which is the clothing, being clothed with the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the thing. Is that what you are clothed in tonight? Is that what you have to cover you here this evening? Whatever you do, 
Oh, my friend, if you've been thinking about these things maybe since a long time, do something about it. If you think about it even this very night for the first time, do something about it. Don't be content to go on, to go back, as it were, to that bed tonight when you leave this building and leave this church. This, that bed that you've been sleeping in, as you well know, far too long. Just don't imagine that you can turn over and nod off just for another little while and all will be well in the end. You know, some of us can look back and say, well, if I'm not a Christian by the time I'm 25 and I'm 30 or 40 or whatever, and then I'll start to worry. By God's grace, some of, some of us, by his grace, that God answered our prayers in time. But do many people go on like that? Well, of course I'm going to be a Christian by the time such and such. And here are some of you, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years later maybe, and you're still in the same old worldly bed. And I ask you then, and I leave you with this thought, what if you go to bed tonight, in your physical bed at home, and you close your eyes in sleep. And your next awakening will not be tomorrow morning, but in eternity. But the question then is, what eternity? What eternity do you expect to open your eyes in? Well, I know that all of us here, of course, we would want to be and expect to be in glory with Christ. Some here have that expectation because they should have, because they're covered in the righteousness of Christ. But are you? Do you have that assurance and confidence? Whoever you are, the youngest child here, to the oldest person, trusting in the finished work of Christ, in his righteousness. Or are you still, and the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself in, is that bed you're in, and the covering, your own covering, narrower than you can wrap yourself in? Dear friend, take these words to heart. Seek the Lord while you have opportunity. Amen. Let us pray. <laughs> Blessed and gracious God, it is of thy mercy that we are not all consumed. Great is thy faithfulness. We pray, Lord, that thou will encourage thy people. Remember those who are still Christless. Oh, that thou would speak to them while they still have opportunity, <coughs> still on mercy's ground. Help them, Lord, to realize the foolishness of seeking satisfaction and contentment and peace in a bed that is of this world and of their own making. But they know, may, may they know what it is to rest in Christ, for there is contentment and peace, not just for this world, but for all eternity. Lord, that that will be true of us all.
for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. We'll conclude in Psalm 13. Psalm number 13 from verse 3. Last four verses. O Lord my God, consider well an answer to me make. Mine eyes enlighten, lest the sleep of death me overtake. Lest that mine enemy should say against him I prevailed. And those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved and failed. But I have all my confidence thy mercy set upon. My heart within me shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will unto the Lord my God sing praises cheerfully, because he hath his bounty shown to me abundantly. O Lord my God, consider well. O Lord my God, consider well, as follows. Prayer meeting on Thursday taken by Mr. Derek Gillis. Next Sabbath services taken by Mr. Ian Martin. On the induction of Raymond Colin Smith, tonight's word is due to take place on Friday at 11th of August. Presbyter meet at half past six. Public worship at seven o'clock. And uh, Reverend Andrew Allen to preach and preside. Reverend James Casey to address the minister. And Reverend Graham Craig the congregation. 
and after the induction, a reception will be held in St. Margaret's Church Hall, which is around 100 metres away from the Knightswood building. And all are welcome to that uh, induction. These are all subject to the will of the Lord. Let us conclude. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest on and abide with you all, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.